you see, uh, it, it wouldn't be acceptable to us to simply bear a, a, a bag without knowing who is inside that bag. Also, it's part of culture to 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 say our goodbye to the person we're bearing. Was it an explicit instruction not to open the bag, or was it simply advice meted out by government officials? It was emphasized not to open the bag. The reason being, we were told that we'd be traumatized. And also, this person who called us on our way to, to view the body, he emphasized the fact that we mustn't open the bag at all. So when you opened the bag, what did you find? Okay, we, we, we managed to open the bag. And underneath, there's a, it's, a, it's a gray bag. You can't see what's inside. Underneath the main bag, uh, there are three uh, plastic uh, uh, bags that are transparent. So we found this body. Uh, uh, it was a female body wrapped in, in this uh, uh, transparent uh, plastic bag. Uh, what we discovered that uh, she had head injuries. So hence we couldn't f- uh, figure out some of the features that my sister had. So we checked the uh, uh, head teeth, and we found that the, this person doesn't have a cap like my sister had. And the, the teeth were clean, nothing rotten, nothing broken. And also what, what was worse is when we found that this person doesn't have a skin, so we couldn't uh, yeah, distinguish whether this person had any... Bad uh, marks or scars or any, any, any of that sort. It was a, a sort of a, a correspondence. So, so just coming back to the teeth, Mr. Mkulisi. So you're saying, um, you know, this person had a full set of teeth, no teeth mm. missing, and your sister had a gap. She had one tooth missing. No, not the one tooth. It's, I, what they call it is in, in, in Zulu, a natural gap. Mm. So this is something that you could see immediately on the set of teeth that this couldn't possibly be your sister. Yes, uh, I'm sorry to describe this. Uh, it's sort of like I'm disrespecting. Uh, the, the people who were dressing up this uh, person, they were sort of careless because her mouth is open, my sister. Her mouth is open and also the state of decomposition, the, the skin above the around the mouth area, it's sort of like dried up now, it's turning into black. I'm sorry to describe this, but that's all I have to do to make you understand. Well, we certainly do appreciate the sensitivity around this, Mr. Mkulisi. So you uh, then obviously decided to ask for the DNA test to be done. Yes, yes. Also, we decided not to are carrying on with this DNA testing. Because also another thing, when we were giving this uh, body, uh, on, on the death certificate, there are no thumbprints. Normally, you find thumbprints on the death certificate. If there are no thumbprints, a reason must be given why there are no thumbprints. But you did indicate yourself that uh, the state of decomposition on the body is quite severe. Yeah, yeah, I did. Now, um, who is doing the DNA testing for you? It's a private pathologist. Uh, one of the local private pathologies. Have they indicated, you know, how long it would take before the results would come back? Uh, he, he said uh, it's about a week, the quickest.
if, if it takes longer than that, 14 working days. It means then, like, we, we did that yesterday, and then we might get the results on Friday. And then and if you could just tell me, uh, did you, once your suspicions were aroused, did you try to get in touch with government, you know, to alert them to the situation? No, we, we didn't. We didn't. We simply said, no, okay, we'll uh, do our, our own testing on, on this uh, body and then maybe communicate with them after finding out whether it is our sister or not, rather than to rush to them and receive. And have you thought of what you are going to do beyond receiving the DNA results? Uh, uh, if the results come back as uh, negative, firstly, we would like to speak to some of the families, especially the last group, uh, those who, per- who buried their female relatives. Because we don't want to appear as if we are just this family who are bulldozing everybody or fighting everybody. We like to solve this thing amicably. We'll speak to them and see what what we can, what they can do, or for us to find closure as well. If we don't agree in any of the matters that we'll be raising with them, we simply have to approach the court for mass exhumation order. We are joined on the line by Director at Workman's Attorneys, Pierre Berger. Thanks for your time this morning. Good morning, Sakina. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, Pierre, and thanks for speaking to us. Now, um, you heard uh, the Mkulisi family's plight there. Yes. Do they have a case to sue government, be it the South African government or the Nigerian government, in the event that the DNA test results actually uh, revealed that this was the wrong person? Well, it's a dreadful thing that's happened, and especially if, it, if that does turn out to be the case, Sakina, and uh, my sympathies to the family. As to what the legal recourse would be that's not quite so clear in the circumstances. Mr. Mkulisi was speaking a minute ago about trying to reach agreement with the with the other relatives of uh, of uh, female deceased and, and trying to get some kind of agreement uh, for an exhumation. I think that would probably be the best way to go for starters. If that didn't work, then it, it would theoretically be possible to approach the court for an exhumation order in order to try to establish exactly um, which of the other deceased bodies um, belongs to. Mr. Mkulisi's relatives. So that that would be the first that would be the first legal recourse. As far as further legal recourse is concerned, it would be quite unprecedented. Um, you've got to bear in mind first and foremost that the South African government is not under any technical legal obligation to assist with the repatriation of South African nationals who become deceased overseas, unless of course um, those nationals are there in an official capacity, such as military or or similar. In, in a public service capacity, then, then the South African government would have to repatriate them. But in this case, the South African government, as I understand it, is, is, is doing this um, on a sort of an ex gratia basis without any obligation to do so. Um, so I don't think there would be any recourse to sue the South African government for damages. As far as the Nigerian government is concerned, I'm not entirely aware of what their role in the, in the, um, the identification and the... And the uh, and the safekeeping and the shipping of the of the, the repatriation of the deceased was, um, depending on what their role was, one might have recourse under Nigerian law. But one would, of course, have to consult a Nigerian attorney about that because it would be the Nigerian law that would be applicable in that case. Not and, 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 and and what about the church? You know, um, would they have recourse against the church? 
Yes, um, arising from the accident, I think certainly, and this is something that I've that I've expressed a view on previously. I think that under the Nigerian law, and I have consulted a Nigerian colleague in this regard who has given me the same answer. Um, certainly, arising from the, the building collapse, the tragedy that befell, I think there certainly would be recourse against Mr. Joshua's church to sue for damages there. Again, that would be under Nigerian law, and it would have to take place in Nigeria. And uh, any South African relative, family who were inclined to pursue a claim like that ought ready to contact, uh, contact a Nigerian attorney in order to initiate that process. And would the litigants uh, need to have the uh, sanction of the South African government to proceed? They would not. They would sue in their capacity as private individuals, and they're entitled to bring a claim in the Nigerian courts by reason of having suffered damage there.